Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Resident Evil, the final chapter, and discussing the Razzie nominations. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go. Ozzy, how are you doing? I am freaking exhausted, man. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing <laughs> uh, as well as I could be, I guess. We just to pull back the curtain a little bit here. This was that was our second attempt at the intro because I don't know what the freak just happened on the first time. <laughs> I accidentally introduced myself as Ozzy. It was a great time. Great time. Uh, I was I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> wait, this is like. Am I Carlos today? <laughs> we should do an episode like that, just where we're both we both pretend to be the other person and like see. Who gets it the best. I don't know. That would be that would be strange. Um, but yeah, we this is we don't have as much to talk about today because Ozzy was pretty busy, so he didn't get a chance to see uh, these amazing January movies, A Dog's Purpose or. Um, Resident Evil the final chapter and I got to see only Resident Evil the final chapter so we, we only have one movie to review and it's only me reviewing it um, and so we're going to talk about the Razzies as well a little, bit, a little bit on the back end but what we're going to do right off the top um, instead of kind of instead of just kind of doing one one review and then moving on we're just going to talk a little bit about some a couple of random things that's been going on in our movie and TV watching um, lives I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, um, well, you haven't watched Black Sails yet, right? That's coming back. Um, and what was the other show that you were telling me about? Oh, Young Pope. I was talking about, yeah, The Young Pope. I, I, uh, it's actually kind of funny with the story of Black Sails, because Carlos actually got me into Black Sails, and then he was done after, like, what, four episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but I continued watching it. I, I know there was an episode that just released. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it, just because uh-huh. this week has been super crazy. Um, and then Young Pope, from what my mom's been telling me, she said that it's a really good show. And she's the one who introduced me to Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of believe her if she's saying it's a good show. So I, I definitely, it's something that I definitely have to check out. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it. But to be honest, it's just not something that really appeals to me. Like, I've seen the trailers and I was like, eh, no. So it's just, I don't know. I'm not, like, going to judge anybody for watching or anything. It's just something that. One thing I'm like, no, I'll pass on that one. Um, same thing with The Leftovers. I've heard that's a great show on HBO, but no interest in watching it. Um, but anyway, I, on the other hand, have been watching, because um, as I stated on the podcast before, I have been watching um, basically everything that has been nominated for an Oscar. That's my goal. I want to watch every single thing that's been nominated, including the shorts, the documentaries, the foreign films, everything. And... Um, I am busy, so that's a little bit of a challenge, but I'm working through it. And I have now watched three out of the five documentaries, and yes, including the seven-plus-hour OJ documentary. That's a five-part miniseries, really, that they put in theaters to get Oscar nominations. Um, Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Um, And um, also, I watched The 13th on Netflix. That's the Ava DuVernay documentary. Um, 
about kind of race relations with police and all these different things and oh incar- uh, mass incarcerations really that's the main focus of it well it's a little bit kind of all over the place which is something i'll talk about a little bit um and then also the other one was life animated that's the other documentary i watched and then i also watched one of the foreign films i watched the swedish film um a man called Uve. so let me talk about each of these a little bit but not in depth really because we're not going into full reviews on all these things um Basically, with when it comes to the documentaries, uh, OJ Made in America deserves every bit of praise that it is getting, both TV-wise, because it can be considered both television and movie, because it did plan theaters for seven hours straight um, in Los Angeles, so it got nominated for that, um, which is insane. But um, it deserves all that praise that it is getting. It really... the At times, you're sitting there and you're like, what does this have to do with OJ? These random things that they keep talking about... And they tie it in so perfectly. It's really, there's not really too many dull moments in the entire thing. You're always intrigued. You're always kind of on the edge of your seat, really, which is weird for a documentary. It's so well done um, and so well weaved together and put together. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed watching all five parts of this thing. Each of them are an hour and a half. And yes, it is made by ESPN. So you wouldn't expect it, really. Although the 30 for 30s are pretty they're well known for being very good um so keep that in mind as well um but yeah this thing was really really good and if you have the time to spare to watch it um i highly highly recommend it 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 really impressed me um i will say the the weakest part of it because yes like i said it's broken into five parts the weakest part is the fifth part um, I think it kind of dragged a little bit there. We kind of meandered a little bit with some of the things that they're talking about, but that that's my only complaint, really. Uh, I saw somebody on Letterboxd actually give it like 100 out of 100. I'm like, jeez, uh, that's a little bit insane to me, but it's it definitely deserves that kind of praise. It really is that good. And to me, I doubt anything uh, the other two documentaries will surpass in my mind because none of these other two that I watched did. But I will say, um, I wasn't as impressed with the 13th. It was it was fine. It, it was, I think, the subject matter and kind of the points that it was kind of trying to make were what put it over the edge. Um, and what, not what put it over the edge, but what got people, like, so hyped about this thing. Because when this thing came out, people were raving about it. And I, I honestly don't get it. it. It was kind of all over the place. It would go to one subject, then it go to another, and then it come back to the other subject, and they didn't really connect all that well. I feel like I need to watch it again to maybe try to see where they were trying to connect these dots, and it, I just don't think that they connected them as well as they wanted to. Um, and as for Life Animated, man, if you want to watch something that'll make you cry, Life Animated is... It's so beautiful. It's a very well-done documentary. Uh, It's just not up to the quality of um, the OJ documentary, but it's hard because the OJ one had seven hours to kind of interweave all this together. But um, Life Animated is just... It's a solid doc. It really is. I I definitely deserves its nomination. It was sweet. It was warm. Um, It was heartwarming. It was was just an overall beautifully made documentary. I, I really liked it. Um... It's basically... What was that one about? Oh, Life Animated. Yeah, good question. I should have said that off the top. Um, It's about this kid who, um, basically when he's three years old, his parents figure out that he has autism. And the only way that they can really communicate him and the only way they can break him out of... Communicate to him and the only way he can communicate 
communicate to them. Um, and the only way they can break him out of his shell is through Disney movies and through um, kind of cartoons. And basically, this kid who, in the documentary, he he's a grown man. He's 23 years old, and he's just graduating and moving out of his house. Um, he's become that self-sufficient. And he has memorized every single line of dialogue from every single Disney animated film. And that's wow. that's basically how he relates the world relates to the world and how he processes the world and it's just it's so beautiful it's so well done it really tugged at my heartstrings a couple times um and you can call me whatever you want for that but it was it, it was amazing i it, and it's on amazon prime for free so if you have amazon prime check it out um highly recommend that one as well so out of the three documentaries that i've seen oj made on america and life animated are definitely watch them um that's what i'll say with that and then let me tell you about A Man Called Uv, the Swedish film that was nominated for Best Foreign Film. Oh my gosh, this movie is so funny and so dark. It's a very dark comedy. It is um, really, really, really good. It probably, we haven't, we haven't actually discussed our top 10 um, best films of the year yet. And that is good because this one might make it, honestly. It is that good. Um... A Man Called Uv is about this guy, his wife just recently died, like, I believe a month, a couple months before the movie starts, and basically, he's, the entire movie, he's trying to kill himself, and he keeps messing it up, and somebody, or he'll try, start doing it, and somebody will knock at his door, and he'll be like, I'll have to get the door, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's so dark, because it's about a guy who's trying to kill himself because his wife died, but it's just so funny, the, um, the performance of the lead guy, I need to pull up his name. I can't remember it. I'll get it on the next episode or whatever, or I'll put it on Twitter or whatever. But he, honestly, this guy, he could have been nominated for Best Actor. He was that good. You need to watch this movie, Ozzy. I really think you need to watch it. Again, I believe it's on Amazon Prime, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think I rented it, actually. So you might have to pay, like, 3 $4 to watch it. But it, it's so good. I actually... Jesse watched um, most of this movie with me, and when he, Jesse loves these kind of movies, so to be fair, he does love the dark comedies. He just does. But every time, uh, well, not every time. Uh, every couple times, I'll show Jesse a movie. He'll say something after, where it's just like uh, one sentence that kind of encapsulates what I felt about the movie. And but anyway, Jesse said after this movie that that was one of the best movies he's seen in a long time and um he had he number one he missed the first 15 20 minutes of the movie so he didn't even see all of it and he said that and number two the last time he said that when i showed him to him showed him a, a movie to him was sing street so for a little context there um, to me that speaks to really how good this movie is i it was it was really good and i'm looking forward to watching the rest of the foreign films if this is the quality we're gonna get um, so, yeah, it, it's really well done. Uh, Ozzy, out of all the things I just talked about, what interests you the most? Definitely the documentary that you mentioned, uh, about the, uh, man who can, like, who knows every Disney line and who's trying to make his way in the world. Yeah. The OJ story, the OJ documentary, I mean, who doesn't want to know about OJ? My only problem is the runtime, seven hours. But Jeez. you can watch it like a um, TV show, like you're binging a show. Yeah, 
I mean, that's the thing. Um, and then also, I, I mean, I would say that's my third. And then the most thing I really want to watch is a dark comedy because you know comedies have let me down in 2016. So you know, but I hope. I mean, I, this this one actually seems pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's just funny. I think it's funny. He's just like, I'm gonna kill myself. Nothing less to the. It's just, so I'm telling you, this movie is so funny, and it makes you laugh at the worst things in the world. I swear, like somebody would get hit by a train, and you're just like, "What?" Like you're sitting there laughing, and it's like, "This is so bad." Um, but oh my gosh! And the great thing about it, the incredible thing about it, is that you're watching it with subtitles, right? Because these are foreign language films, and the comedy translates. That's 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 what impresses me the most with this movie is that you're watching subtitles and a lot of the times look comedy is hard enough to do just in as a regular movie but when you're doing it with subtitles and you're reading it that's hard to do that's hard to translate from words to to a person and that just shows how well written it is um, that it translates like that I, I it's impressive to me um, but anyway do you have anything else that you want to talk about uh. That's that's about it for. Oh, I mean, what about the Ben Affleck? Is that it for you? Oh yeah. You mentioned that um, before we, recording. We got news that Ben Affleck is no longer directing his own Batman film. I don't know if that's because of Live by Night. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he got kind of nervous because of, of that one. But I think that um, might be part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think he had a disagreement with with Warner Brothers on on the direction of the film? I mean, what do you what do you think went down? Um. I think it was more of a Warner Brothers thing. I think Live by Night definitely had something to do with it. Um, the kind of the pushback he got from that movie is had something to do with it, and I don't think that helped in the negotiations. We already knew there were problems between the two of them. He had been having um, very kind of public. He would say something like, "I don't know if I'm going to direct it," and then like a week later, he'd say, "I'm definitely going to direct it." Uh, and there was definitely a little bit of a pub- publicity battle going on between Warner Brothers and um, Ben Affleck. But to me, this is just emblematic of the overall issue with Warner Brothers. It's honestly, we've seen Flash lose its director, what, two, three times now? They've lost multiple writers. They actually, we got news the other day that they completely scrapped their script, Flash. And they're starting over on the script. That is not good. There's no way they're making that date now. And now you have this Batman movie, which I don't even think we have a release date for. And it's just now, all of a sudden, you're taking... like This was obviously the plan. The plan was... When you bring Ben Affleck in, the plan is obviously to have him direct the solo movie. So now for him to not be direct... It just... I have no faith whatsoever in this... In, D- in this DC Cinematic Universe at all. I really don't. And it's just because of all the crap that's going on behind the scenes. And then, on top of it, I mean, Suicide Squad hurt me on a level that is hard to describe. So, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, I have no faith in it whatsoever. The only thing that'll maybe save it is, it, I mean, it really depends on who they hire for the director. If they hire a great director, like a an established director for the Batman movie, then maybe I'm back on board. But I honestly, this whole situation, as stupid as this, what I'm about to say sounds, this whole situation has brought my anticipation level for Wonder Woman down because it just seems. I was just about, it's interesting because I was just about to ask that because yeah. I, was, I was just like, I'm wondering because I remember you were such an advocate and a lot of people are. A lot of people are really uh, 
a lot of people are really still excited for Wonder Woman. So I, don't, I was wondering, like, if it's yeah, so like I, an anticipated movie. It, it's going. It's on its way down. It really is. And I've honestly not. And this this is a completely side issue. I'm starting to hear some whispers that Wonder Woman is not doing so hot. I l- will listen to other podcasts and people who would know these things, who have proven to have known these things, are not saying very good things about the movie. So I'm. Oh, that, I, that, that they've seen it and everything? Well, yeah, that they have... Well, it's more secondhand knowledge. That they'll say they had friends that saw it. They have friends who would know that it's not doing too hot. And, yeah. Uh, I, wow. I'm nervous. I'm really getting nervous for this movie. And I, I don't know. I want it to be good, though. I want this work to work. It's and it's And it's an interesting thing. Because you got Marvel Comics... You know, they're really tanking in sales right now, from what I've heard. You know, Marvel Comics isn't doing so well. But DC Comics, the sales are the sales are great. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you got the cinematic universe. Marvel's doing fantastic. And then DC's just flunking. So it's an interesting, yeah. uh, it's an interesting business for these two, for the DC competitors. Yeah, it, it's very strange. It really is. And then you have the kind of Fox randomness behind as well. So it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, Fox seems to be very hit or miss on the other hand like you have DC who can't seem to get anything right in the movie wise I'm not even talking about the other stuff then Marvel who seems to hit a, at least at least a double or a triple and every single time they're up at the plate you know and most of the time I mean not most of the time but every every once in a while they're hitting home runs they're getting great movies out there um and then you have Fox, who it's every once in a while, you know, they'll hit a good one and then they'll strike out. You know, it's just, it's, it's really, it's really strange. Um, I, I don't know, it, but yeah, I'm I mean, still, it's... yeah, I'm still hopeful. And then the TV is a whole separate issue because TV is, I think we're both on the same page with the DC TV shows. They're kind of hit or miss. Um, I am on the Marvel train, Marvel TV has always been pretty solid for me. I'm uh, it's a little rocky right now with Agents of Shield, but the Netflix shows are killing it. Other than, I mean, Luke Cage, we have our issues with. But so I guess it's fair to say that those are even hit or miss. Um, maybe Fox yeah, will kind of uh, maybe Fox will dominate TV because everything else is being hit or miss on there. Fox is now coming in and they're going to have a network um, X Men show on Fox. They have a pilot order for that, and Brian Singer is going to direct the pilot. So that's news that came out. And then Legion is coming out on FX, I believe. Is Legion next week? I believe it's next week. Um, so that I'm looking forward to that. So maybe maybe Fox is where we should look to for solid, consistent TV. I don't know. Well, we still have to see where uh, where where the Defenders comes in and sure. uh, how Iron Fist True. is going to do. Oh, random question Bef- before we move into Resident Evil. One more question: um, Are you gonna are you planning on watching Powerless on NBC? Powerless. What's that's, that about? It's that one with uh, Vanessa Hutchins, and it's basically like they are cleanup crew that clean up after superheroes. Oh yeah. Or they're like an insurance, um, a superhero insurance company, or something like that. I I think it looks I mean, really maybe, good. I mean, maybe it, it just you know you know with all this TV coming back, it's it's going to be a hassle. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely. mean, I remember, I remember, I remember we were discussing it. Uh, how we were saying, hey, maybe we should watch the that that Netflix series that came out. And series we of were unfortunate just events. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then we were both like, you know what? Let us not. Like, <laughs> we we don't have time for that. <laughs> 
I mean, you're 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 busy binging The Walking Dead and catching up with all these Oscar nominations while keep trying to keep up with current TV. You know exactly. Yeah, um, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's it is crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. So all right, well let's move into um, my review of Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Um, whew, this movie gave me a headache, and I'm not. I'm not being figurative. I'm not joking in any sense. Of, this movie literally gave me a headache. When I saw the trailer for this movie, I remembered it. See, honestly, I'd forgotten about the trailer. But I remember talking about it with you um, and just how horribly edited it was. But I had completely forgotten about the trailer for this movie. Went in about five minutes in after the basically what is necessary for these kind of movies apparently with underworld and now this after the first five minutes which are just like basically explaining to you what's been happening in the rest of the movies um which i'm not necessarily complaining about because i haven't seen any of the other movies uh yeah i haven't seen any of the other movies and i watched this one sorry um so if anybody cares about this franchise then i'm sorry but um man so i got five minutes into it after they explained all this and we get into the first big action scene and immediately I remembered the trailer and I was like, oh no, <laughs> because I, I sat down, I, I was like, oh no, I'm going to get a headache. And I did. I really did. It was so, so poorly edited. It's the worst edited movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm Dude, not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. These are the worst edited action scenes this is the worst possible way you can edit action scenes um and you can complain all you want about even the Bourne movies which most people will say are great movies the Bourne movies people will complain the shaky cam this combines shaky cam with fast-paced editing that drove drove me insane honestly i think the average length of shot in this movie might be half a second and i'm not joking it's that bad. It's that quick. And I'm just like, oh my God. gosh, I, I literally was sitting there like, this is hurting my head. I, you, I went to go see this with our head writer, Brianna, and she, she could probably tell you that most of the movie, I had my hands to my head just sitting there like, oh my gosh, this hurts. Like, it was so <laughs> bad. And this is, oh okay, gosh. and I know I'm dwelling on this, but this is the thing. I have never had something so specific as just the editing in the movie drag a movie down so much. This movie is going to get a horrible review for me because for the majority, there's definitely some other bad things in this movie, but the majority of the issue is the fact that this movie literally gave me a headache. <laughs> so, I, honestly, it's just, it, it was the worst editing I've ever seen. And it ruined the action scenes because I'm sure there, there were some cool action scenes. There actually was one sequence I was like, all right, that was actually pretty cool. Where there's these all these zombie things attack or whatever they are. I'm not even quite sure what they are. These zombie things attacking this kind of tower where the heroes are main, mostly held up. And they're kind of defending it. And it, it's really that that scene is really well done. So there are some cool action set pieces in here. Um, but there's also really bad um, video game-esque CGI. There's also a very, very weak ending to this movie. The ending, like, I was already negative on this movie, and then the ending happened, I'm like, alright, that was really, really dumb, and it doesn't make any sense. 
And apparently there are things that happen in this movie that are just tropes from the other movies. And I saw them and I, look, maybe they would have been better for people who have seen these movies and know these movies tropes. But there were a lot, there was clones involved and that was really stupid. And it's just, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of random things that happen that I... I'm trying to give it the benefit of, that, benefit of the doubt and say maybe if I had seen the other movies, these things would make more sense. But I don't understand how they could possibly make sense. Um, any of the things that are happening. Uh, the setup for the movie is ridiculous. The, but the one, again, I'll, I'll try to go back to positives. Some good action set pieces, some solid action set pieces. And the other thing is... Uh, the the lead especially there are some other side performances as well but the lead especially I genuinely think that she really cares about this franchise and that comes across so take that for what a, what what you will but I think she genuinely cares about this franchise and you can tell that she is giving a pretty genuine performance I don't think she's horrible um, especially in this role uh, now how she fights and all that stuff that whatever that's ridiculous but that's a different story yeah uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna say this movie uh, and another thing and this is something brianna and i were talking about after the movie as well i do think that there's some kind of the mythology is somewhat interesting it might be a little bloated but it's somewhat interesting I just, this movie didn't get me to care at all, and or to care enough to go back to watch the other movies. And that's not a good thing. Um, but again, haven't seen the other movies, so it's hard. But I have to rate this movie anyway, so I'm going to rate it a 1.9 out of 10. Damn. It's that not good. crazy. It's not good. Um, I'm glad I missed it, man. It's really, it's it. actually terrible. <laughs> um, and I, I'm happy for you because you didn't get a headache like I did. This movie caused me physical pain. <laughs> Um, so hey, well, I got, I got headaches. I got headaches from other things, but I mean, all right, okay, Ozzy. <laughs> I mean, all right, um... not for this podcast. That'll be the um, Screenfellows After Hours podcast. Um... Work is ridiculous, guys. <laughs> okay. You know the feeling. But anyways, <laughs> you know what? I did get a headache about though. Honestly, what? the SAG award that Denzel Washington won. Ooh, that's something. Dang, that's what we could have talked about, man. We should have thought of it before we plan when we were planning the show. No, I'm just saying because yeah. I didn't, like I just wanted to see like who won. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I know Denzel won. I'm just like, how? <laughs> how? Oh man, dude, you must be joking. How? Like I was just so there's, confused. There's a lot of people who liter who will say that it is a two horse race between Casey Affleck and Denzel. I honestly think that it's Casey Affleck and then the rest of the pack. Um, but, and I know you feel the same way as well, but I, there's a lot of people who will say that Denzel and Casey Affleck are right there neck and neck. Um, and this one, this is giving me a little doubt. I think when we get to who should and who will win, I have, I might, I'm leaning at right now that I could change depending on some of the other award shows that come out. But right now I'm thinking I might go Casey Affleck should win, Denzel will win. And uh, I don't know. It's a possibility. It's it, a possibility. It, yeah, at this, at this point. point. It, it, it's sad. Yeah. It's honestly sad because I honestly believe yeah. with all my heart that that is the best performance of the year. Yeah, me too. Um, what was the other? There was another big surprise in there. Um, TV-wise, I, I think there's another movie one. But TV-wise, the other big surprise for me was Stranger Things getting Best Ensemble. Um. 
Jeez, that's to me that's crazy. I mean, Stranger Things, we both are so high on Stranger Things. We reviewed it on the podcast and we both loved it, but I mean, it won over Game of Thrones, over The Crown. I mean, to me the both of those are way way better ensembles than Stranger Things. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, The Crown literally that movie blew me or that show blew me away. It felt like a movie. And then Game of Thrones, I mean, this was the best season of the show. I don't understand ever. why Game of Thrones is not getting any awards this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's just been a disappointing year for awards. Honestly, if if the awards keep going the way they're going right now, I might I might just lose respect in the whole thing. Jeez. <laughs> because I because I mean at this point, like they still, and for me, this is the most. This is one of the most ridiculous ones. Where the hell is Jake Gyllenhaal in all this? Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's he one wasn't of my getting any buzz, top, but I I don't get it either. I I agree. Which, and then on top of that, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say Amy Adams was like the best of the year, but for her to not even at least be nominated. Well, that you, you now you're talking it. Oscar. She was nominated for a SAG, wasn't she? I believe she was. I don't know if she. I don't know for a SAG. I'm just talking about like nominations, like in general for yeah. all these shows. I mean, it's it is ridiculous. Yeah. So, oh, the I mean, other the surprising movie one was ensemble, um, ensemble in a film was Hidden Figures, um, and that's one where I think I understand I completely understand why it won the SAG, and I'm not going to argue it because those three performances, two of them especially for me, the, but the three overall were really really solid um, and just great, honestly. But I don't think that's one that's going to translate over to the Oscar because um, ensemble in a movie is basically the SAG Awards version of Best Picture. But that's one that's not. I just don't see it translating over to the Oscars. I think it, it has to be La La Land probably in the Oscars or Moonlight. It wouldn't surprise me if Moonlight won. But uh, I I was a little surprised to see Hidden Figures take that one, but I get it as well. So. I think Hidden Figures had some of the best performances. Honestly, I was I really enjoyed that film. But that's yeah. All right, well, um, let's move on to <laughs> to uh, uh, the anti Oscars. If you don't know what the Razzies are, the Razzies the Razzies the Razzies are basically. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm insane. That was so funny. Um, My the, bad. The Razzies are basically. Um, like I said, the anti-Oscars, they um, honor, quote-unquote, the worst of the worst films of the year. Now, with the Razzies, a lot of the times, it's not genuinely the worst films of the year. It's really the most disappointing or the biggest, quote-unquote, flops. Um, that's what it can tend to lean to. But um, it's definitely worth talking about. Do you have the Razzies list in front of you, Ozzy? I'm pulling it up right now. All I'm right. actually kind of disappointed in one of the nominations. Okay, so I mean we can talk about it. Um, we still we got plenty of time, bro. Um, okay, so they nominated Ben Affleck for worst actor. For I'm pretty Batman. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that, that doesn't that, make any that sense. That right there, that right there, just I was just like, you're joking. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says yeah, worst actor Ben Affleck for Batman v Superman. I was like, what, Gerald? <laughs> Butler for Gods of Egypt, London has fallen. I haven't seen any yeah. of those films. I saw London has fallen. He was not good in that. I understand that one. 
uh, Henry Cavill, uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Again, I don't think he was... It, look, again, we have to preface this with a lot of the times this is not honestly the worst. Uh, but I, I'm not going to argue Henry Cavill, even though it's not one of the worst, but... Um, look, I, I I will say that his I will say that his performance in Man of Steel. I don't know if you agree with me. I really enjoyed his performance no. in Man of Steel. Oh, in Man of Steel. But eh, sure, whatever. Yes. I like I, I liked it because you know you saw him training and all that. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But this one, he was just boring. Yeah, he, it was it was really bad. Part. I agree. <laughs> um, I didn't see Dirty Grandpa. Me either. And I didn't see Hillary's America, the secret <laughs> history of the Democrats. I've never even heard of this. I, I've heard of it for <laughs> other um, uh, not proud of reasons, but I've not seen it, so I can't speak to that one. And then Ben Stiller for Zoolander 2, I have unfortunately seen. It was on my top ten worst of the year, and I do not want to argue with that one at all. I get that one completely. All right, so let's move to best. Be- or jeez, I'm gonna say best now this entire time. Worst actress. Uh, um, we have Megan Fox for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I didn't see it, um, but of course, she- I feel like she's kind of an annual. If she's in a movie, she's gonna get nominated. Uh, that's just how it is. Even though I I don't necessarily think she's the worst actress in the world. Um, I think she's become one of the more made fun of ones. But I don't. Whatever. All right, uh, this is funny to me. Tyler Perry for Boo, Amelia Halloween, and worst actress. I didn't see Boo, Amelia <laughs> Halloween. So... We didn't see that one, but for him to be the worst actress is amazing. They tried this man. They tried this man's life. I wonder, has he been nominated before for that? For worst actress, I have no, I have no idea. I wonder if he has. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has because that just is a hilarious thing to me. Um, Julia Roberts for Mother's Day. I didn't see that one, and I'm not necessarily uh, missing that one. Um, Rebecca Turner for Hillary's America again. Don't care. Um, Naomi Watts for Divergent. She was in. Oh man, and shut in. Uh, she was in those... I mean, I knew she was in Shut In, and I kind of wanted to see that one just because, you know, Naomi Watts in a horror movie, but... Uh, I, she was in Divergent? Man. I can't even... That that came out this year? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot that that movie existed. <laughs> Shailene Woodley for, again, Divergent. I guess yeah, it came out this movie, year. Hey, that movie did so bad that they're not... That they're gonna make I know. it the last movie. <laughs> Like a TV movie, like it's that bad. I know. Oh man, this is this is great. Okay, worst supporting actor, Nicolas Cage um, for Snowden. I think that's that's not fair at all. Nicolas Cage was fine in Snowden. Yeah, I, I think that one was uh, pretty pretty dumb. Uh, that, not that's that's not fair. Okay, this one I'm, I know probably hurts your soul, but I don't think you saw this movie. So Johnny Depp th- for Alice Through the Looking Glass. That's actually on Netflix, and I was thinking about watching it the other day. I was like, "Should I?" <laughs> no, I'm, nah. I don't let me not. Let me not. Enrique. I was like, "Let me not ruin." I was like, "Let me not ruin this man's image." Yeah. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> Enrique went to go see this movie, and he ranted about this movie for weeks. He hated it so much; he thought it was horrible. Um, so I never went to go see it because of that. Um, and then, well, you know, I disagree with this. I know you would agree, but I don't want to get into this argument with you. So we will just gloss over it. Jesse Eisenberg and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, 
I, I completely disagree, <laughs> but whatever. Um, Will Ferrell for Zoolander 2. Um, I mean, yeah, I whatever. He, I mean, he, he... Zoolander 2 is a horrible movie. Don't get me wrong. But he gave the same performance he gave in the first Zoolander, which is a great movie. So, I don't know. I don't know what they want from that. Uh, Jared Leto for Suicide Squad. I have said and will continue to say you cannot judge Jared Leto's Joker based on the very limited amount of time we got. There was just not enough there to tell whether he gave a good performance. And I feel like they cut that performance to crap. So... I just don't get how we can judge it that quick. But again, I understand the because they really crap on bad superhero movies on these kind of this awards. The only thing so. I can possibly give him that I hated was his laugh. I didn't I hate really his laugh don't at all. Un- you didn't hate it? No, I thought it was. Good. I really don't understand what he was trying. Like I don't understand what he was trying to pull off that Joker laugh. It just bothers me. Like it cringes myself. Yeah. Sounds like my dad. Because my dad does that. My dad does that. Like he'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> like, I'm, I'm definitely gonna I clip off that one. audio right there. <laughs> no, because I remember this what my dad used to do. Like, like he, like, uh, that's what my dad used to do. And like when him and I were playing as like when I was a kid. And then he does that, and I'm just like, you're joking. And, like I remember the, like, I remember like when I heard it in the chat, I'm just like. I was like, Dad? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Dad, did you hook up like this man's laughter? Like, yeah. You heard the Joker and went, Dad? I was like, Dad? Like, did you do the audio for like his for his laugh? Like, <laughs> so it was just, it's just like, it Miles, bothers me. Miles, we need Dad. to put this entire segment on YouTube. <laughs> This entire session of Ozzy talking about the Joker. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. This bothers me. All right. Worst. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Owen Wilson yeah, for was... Zoolander 2. Whatever. <laughs> Worst supporting actress. Julianne Huff for Dirty Grandpa. We didn't see it. Kate Hudson for Mother's Day. We didn't see it. Uh, again, Aubrey Plaza for Dirty Grandpa. Didn't see it. We didn't see any of these movies except for... Oh, we saw... Uh, there was a Fifty Shades of Black one. Um, and then... Seal Award oh, for Independence my. Day Resurgence. Gosh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I think needs to definitely win what? the worst screen combo. The entire cast of once respected actors, Collateral Beauty. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're not there yeah. yet, Ozzy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kristen Wiig for Zoolander two. Um, whatever. I don't know. I, I honestly, a lot of that movie got blocked out in my mind, so I can't even picture some of those performances. Um, in, anything from Independence Day, any performances from Independence Day, yes. Um, nominate them immediately for worst. Um, because that was a horribly performed movie. Jeez. That was just a, such a freaking horrible movie. <laughs> Alright, now we'll go into worst screen combo. Uh, ben Affleck and his BFF baddest foe forever. Henry Cavill in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, sure, I don't know, whatever. I don't think it's one of the worst, but I don't know, whatever. Um, any two Egyptian gods or mortals in the gods of Egypt? <laughs> I didn't see that movie, but I Miles has seen it and he hated it. Uh, well, I think he might have loved it for how bad it was, 
but because Miles loves those kind of things, but whatever. Um, Johnny Depp in his vomitously vibrant costume and Alice through the looking glass. It's when they do these kind of things where they just make ridiculous nominations that I love these awards. That's when I think they really shine. Um, the entire cast of Watch Respect and Huggers in Collateral Beauty. Um, I didn't see that because you um, told me not to, so you can speak on that one. Uh, Tyler Perry. That definitely. I hope that one wins. Oh yeah, the the collateral beauty one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Tyler Perry and that same old worn out wig in <laughs> Medea. Oh, I kind of want to see Medea just because of how horrible it probably is. Um, Ben Stiller and his BFF barely funny friend <laughs> Owen Wilson. There's a lot of people who hold that position actually that Owen Wilson is just not funny. I, I don't know. I like some of his earlier stuff. I get why people would say that because he's got a kind of unique style where he doesn't really like do anything kind of over the top. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think he's funny. I, I like, I like his style. I yeah. really do like his style. He's so nonchalant and he's yeah, so chill. Exactly. I like it. Um, have you seen that YouTube video of him saying wow over and over again in every movie that he's in? It is amazing. No. It is amazing. It's like literally because he says it like Owen Wilson does. And he's like, wow, wow. <laughs> it's just over and over again in every movie. It's like, how many times has this dude said wow in a movie before? <laughs> um, but anyway, um, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel? Atlas Through the Looking Glass, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Fifty Shades of Black, Independence Day Resurgence. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Out of the Shadows, Zoolander 2. I think these are all fair nominations, honestly. I mean, we haven't seen um, two of these, but from the ones that we have seen, or maybe three, the ones that we have seen and what we've heard about the other ones, fair. Um, correct? Do you disagree with any of these? I I would I don't disagree with any of these, especially with Independence Day Resurgence. You had one job! <laughs> well, Edinburgh. Um, one freaking job and you ruined it oh god he destroyed my childhood dreams honestly <laughs> all right worst screenplay batman v superman dawn of justice dirty grandpa gods of egypt hillary's america the secret history of the democratic party independence day resurgence and suicide squad i think i think it's a tie between Resur independence day resurgence and suicide squad um yeah from what we've seen i would have to because agree. I even, haven't, we haven't seen the, gods of egypt hillary's third, america or dirty grandpa but the third act of suicide squad it's atrocious it's diablo <laughs> i lost another family i'm not gonna lose this one i'm just like yeah. you haven't done anything mm -hmm. you scared for these people five minutes ago relax yeah you know, Independence Day Resurgence. Yo, how did we miss this big ship that's the size <laughs> of North America? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Suicide Squad deserves it personally from what we've seen. Um, but honestly, if I had to pick what will win for this, it's probably going to be Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, just because of the Martha line. And I don't think it's. I, I, necessar I don't even necessarily think that it's a. Yes, the Martha line was silly. But. Other than that, I don't think the script is the issue in Batman v Superman. So, that I don't think it necessarily deserves to be here, but because of the Martha line it is, and because of the Martha line, I think it'll win. 
Um, all right. That was just a very atrocious thing. Like, (laughs) the memes that came out after that movie were ridiculous. Hey, that movie gave us some good memes. Yeah, fair. (laughs) I mean, the meme about Darkseid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Batman. Martha, no! He said a mom's name. So funny. All right. Um, Let's go back to the top. We'll go to worst director. Um, Dinesh D'Souza for Hillary's America. Uh, Roland Emmerich for Independence Day Resurgence, Tyler Perry for Boo and Medea Halloween, Alex Proyas for Gods of Egypt, Zack Snyder for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, and Ben Stiller for Zoolander 2. Uh, again, based on all these other nominations, none of these are surprises. Um, if I had to pick, based on what I've seen, again, I'd probably go Ben Stiller, um, but I, it's definitely fair to have Zack Snyder on here, unfortunately. Um, that's the one. Ba- that's definitely a Batman v Superman one that you're not going to hear me arguing about. <laughs> definitely, uh, the direction in this movie was ridiculously bad. Which one would you pick <sighs> out of what you've seen? Again, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a tie between Roland Emmerich and Snyder. And Snyder, yeah, because I don't know, man. Emmerich, Emmerich just screwed this movie up to pieces. <laughs> he really did. All I right. mean, I mean. Why would you bring someone who was clearly dead in the first one, clearly dead, <laughs> and then say that he's in a coma this whole entire time? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I just i I don't get it. And then well, you have arguably one of the best presidents mm-hmm. in cinematic history have migraines most of the movie. <laughs> I just, that, that's I, more I of a script thing, but I, I do think that's it's a poorly horrible. Directed. Like yeah. I just, I it's just, it's so stupid. Yeah, like fair. he has, he's arguably like one of the best speeches in cinematic history. One of the best cinematic presidents in cinematic history have migraines the whole entire time. Fair enough. Why? All right. Like, I, don't, um, I don't understand. Well, let, for sake of not repeating ourselves, we won't go too in depth in these worst picture nominees because we talked about most of these movies already. Um, again, no surprises. Batman v Superman, Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, Hillary's America, Independence Day Resurgence, and Zoolander 2. Uh, again, we don't have too much to say because we've said pretty much it all at this point, but deserving um, across the board. I mean, I would argue Batman v Superman, but I would, if you're going to put anything um, from the DC, any superhero movie, it has to be Suicide Squad. I'm sorry, it has to be. Suicide Squad deserved I it. Directing wide. Directing wise, Suicide Squad is definitely worse than Batman v Superman, and I and overall it's worse than Batman v Superman. So I would replace both of those things. Um, the Zack Snyder one, I think the Zack Snyder ones, I guess fair, but I still would put David Ayer over Zack Snyder. Um, I would definitely put Collateral Beauty for his picture. Are you kidding me? Fair. That's especially. I mean, there are a lot of horrible reviews for that movie, so I'm surprised. You're right. I'm surprised you can get more. Um, Dude, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, I don't even know how the mom got that angle of the of Will Smith, like. Collateral like Beauty only getting, got one nomination. Which is ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, the cast was really bad. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, I just like it baffles me how bad this movie was. It, yeah. It just, I'm really shocked. I'm yeah. really shocked at how bad this movie was. It's 
so depressing like that. All right. Well, let's um, end this on They're a... just all a bunch of douchebags, which is why they're on that freaking list, because okay. their characters are douchebags. All right. Let's end this on a little bit higher of a note. Let's go to recommendations, and then we'll sign out. Um, I'll tell you what you got. Don't go see Collateral Beauty. Okay. Don't do it. <laughs> that can't be. Is that your recommendation? <laughs> it's, it's not um, in theaters anymore. <laughs> I'm going to recommend that you guys see Nice Guys. For those of you who have Xfinity, it's for free now. Sorry, AT&T, DirecTV, whatever. <laughs> you have customers. Um, um, it's for free now. So those of you guys who have Comcast Xfinity, you have no excuse. <laughs> Anyways, it's a really great it's a really great performance by Ryan Gosling. I think that's what he should have gotten nominated for instead of La La Land. Personally, um, the chemistry that Russell Crowe and him have are is fantastic. It's it's so funny. Definitely, it almost been my top ten favorites of twenty sixteen. Definitely check it out. All right, awesome. All right, my recommendation. I knew I was going to recommend one of the things that I had seen, and I know I've already talked about them, so I'm not going to go back into it. Um, and I was debating on. Last night after I saw um, A Man Called Uve, I was debating which one it was going to be that I wouldn't recommend. Um, a Man Called Uve or OJ Made in America. And I'm going with A Man Called Uve because it was just so funny and so surprisingly dark but surprisingly good. And I cared about that guy. The performances were great. Um, he should have been nominated uh, if you're if we're nominating foreign actors and actresses, why not this guy? He was so good. Um, I, I, yeah. So that that's my recommendation. Yeah. So that's what I got. All right, all right, bro. Where can people find you in social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry Four Five Six, and you can make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're all over the place. They got the Bachelor recap just came out. Um, yesterday so make sure you check that out and um yeah it, it's great stuff on the youtube channel right now definitely check out that youtube channel guys we have some fantastic stuff coming to you guys soon um you guys can find me on twitter at castro ozzy and also on my instagram at ozzy cray um guys if you have any topics anything that you want carlos and i to talk about please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas Dot com. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Like I said, guys, also check out our YouTube channel. This is Screen Pros.